When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome into the PHNX Bets Daily Podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Sean DePaz, the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Talking a little NFL. And Sean, do you have an opportunity to take in that game last night? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, I was I was definitely rooting for the the Bucks, um, mainly because I wanted the Bills to end C- Brady's season in the Super Bowl, and I don't like the Cowboys. But um, I think I and a lot of people were just a little foolish and thought that it was Brady, so of course he was going to figure it out, and he right. did not. So, I mean, respect to Dak and the Cowboys, I guess, but I still don't view them as much of a threat. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we swung and missed significantly yesterday and it was all centered around. Yeah. I mean, just, it, can we get a mulligan? You can't bet against Tom Brady and you can't bet on the Cowboys to win their first road playoff game since the mid nineties. And both of those things happened last night. Let's get to our picks from yesterday. Uh, not great. Uh, bucks money line. No over. No, let's check on Shano. I think he had something similar. Uh, bucks money line. No over. No. So uh, that's a hot mess express, Sean. Uh, (laughs) Props wise, not much better. Uh, Michael Gallup, I'd been on a a first tutty kick. Uh, That was not close. Uh, Dalton Schultz had a big night. Good for him. Uh, Tom Brady, multiple passing touchdowns that did hit. And then Michael Parsons did get a sack. So I did go two for three on my props. Let's check out our guy, Shane, who is off today. Uh, Shano went heavy yesterday, I I believe. Nope. I don't think no we have problem. his props. No problem. No problem. Uh, I'm sure they were great. Um, so anyway, our understanding really of the game was that Tampa would figure it out. Yeah. They, they kind of screwed around. How much motivation did they have, Sean, in a putrid NFC South? And then you look at the fact that the Cowboys looked terrible in week 18 against the Commanders. It all added up for a Tampa Bay victory. And then we sit here this morning and you got Byron Leftwich being fired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I I think this is one of those things where you just kind of, you, myself included, people get caught up in the whole, like you said, Cowboys don't haven't won a road playoff game in however long on the other side of the football, it's the greatest quarterback to ever live. So of course the the Bucks are going to win. But I think when you look at these teams in reality, the Cowboys are just better. Like ultimately the thing that holds them back a lot of the times is Dak Prescott, not taking care of the football. He didn't make any massive mistakes last night obviously um and it it just that that if that happens if if that prescott takes care of the ball the cowboys are a tough team to beat um yeah. and the, the bucks really have not been a tough team to beat at all this year so 
ultimately, this result probably is what I and others should have expected. But on the other side, when Brady, if Brady wins that game, everyone's sitting here looking like an idiot, thinking, how did we bet against Brady? So, yeah, I mean, Dallas finally figured out in these last couple of games that they've won that Tony Pollard is their most explosive mm-hmm. offensive player running with the football. And then when you have D- Dalton Schultz and, and T.Y. Hilton looking like that, and they've got layers to their offense, that's going to be difficult to stop because then you forget yeah. about Gallup and, of course, CeeDee Lamb. And I, I thought Dak would have a couple of interceptions. That was not a good game for Todd Bowles. Uh, Brady throwing red zone picks for the first time since his days in New England. Uh, it just feels like Tampa, that was kind of the end of the era last night for Tampa. Uh, Bruce Arians gone. Will Jason Light be gone? Todd Bowles, will he be gone? And then Tom Brady, we're going to talk about some T-Braids odds, but uh, I I at least like this matchup better as a Niner hater this weekend. I think the Cowboys now playing with a little house money match up well with the 49ers, whereas I, I do not think that Tom and Tampa had enough juice offensively to go into Santa Clara and beat that Niner team. Your quick thoughts on the divisional matchups this weekend and specifically Cowboys-Niners. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I agree with you. I think if if Dak Prescott's taking care of the ball, that offense is high enough to force that game into a little bit of a shootout. And as all respect to Brock Purdy and what he's done so far this year, but he's still a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah. If you're getting in a shootout with the cow this Cowboys team, it's I'm gonna it's it's gonna be tough to bet on a rookie quarterback in that situation. Yeah. So I definitely think the Cowboys give the the Niners a little bit more of a challenge than the Bucks would. That being said, I. I still think the Niners come out of the NFC, so I'm not all that worried about them. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I think you might be right. I actually think Philadelphia, I don't think matches up as well as as Dallas does. So I think if fans, my only concern if you're a Niner fan is Brock Purdy going on the road into that hostile environment, Philadelphia. Uh, We'll see. They got to get past the Giants. You got to get past us to get to DraftKings. We're going to make it easy for you, though, because right now the divisional round is hot and heavy, as we just mentioned. All new and existing customers right now on DraftKings can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings step-up same-game parlays. All you got to do, boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on any NFL Divisional round, get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only at DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for it. Details my DraftKings pick of the week yesterday was Tampa Bay. Uh, money line, so I have an egg on my face now. I will redeem myself. Sean messaged me earlier today. He said, what do you want to talk about? I said, let's talk about future odds on DraftKings, which is a layered tab. You go to NFL, you go all the way to the right. Because here in Arizona... Our team's not playing, so we got to talk about <laughs> the NFL. There's tons of stuff. There Actually, I must have missed this this morning, Sean. There are Lamar Jackson odds now for his future oh. team on DraftKings now. Just happens. Yeah, so we get to talk about that as well. But we're going to talk about the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to talk about potentially DeAndre Hopkins. But first, I want to keep it Tampa Bay-centric here. Tom Brady, Sean. What are the odds looking like to you? Where's the smart money on T-Braids, assuming he doesn't retire, playing yep. in 2023? Listen, I, I it's funny because I had a conversation. I was talking about this pretty extensively with uh, Anthony Totry yesterday. Um, Johnny, Tom Brady is going to be a New York Jet. I, mm. I feel it. 
So, I mean, I think there's there's people. One of the things that Totri had mentioned that he was going to go back to the Dolphins. He was going to go to the Dolphins because he, you know, he wants to get back in the AFC East. He wants to face off against Belichick twice a year. But I don't think the Dolphins are going to happen after everything that they that those two parties went through and all of that kind of scandal. I, I don't think he wants that kind of heat at this point. The New York Jets, they're they're a quarterback away. They're going to they would have a, give him a great defense, a couple good, really young, good young receivers. Brees Hall will be back at some point next year. You'd have to assume so. You put a really good veteran quarterback in that situation. I think that's a, that's a a prime situation for success for Tom Brady. So, I, as much as I would hate to see it as a as a Bills fan, I I I don't. If from Tom Brady's perspective, I do not hate him as a New York Jet. Yeah, I I just feel like he looks at that ownership group because he destroyed them. He beat that ass for so long, and they kind of thinks of them as clowns. And I I don't hate it. I think Jimmy Garoppolo ends up as the Jets quarterback, mm. at least one of them. You think Salah wants to be back with him? After what he saw from Zach Wilson, at least he knows Jimmy G can play, and maybe they maybe they come in and compete with Zach Wilson. Uh, and it sounds like Zach Wilson's going to be back there. We'll see. Yeah. I think this is done. I think it's a done deal. I think Tom Brady's going to be the Raiders quarterback next year. Josh McDaniel connection, a plethora of weapons. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, that underneath receiver that he thrived with in New England. And then you talk about, of course, the coup de gras Devonte Adams. I think that makes the most sense to me right now on DraftKings Raiders plus two fifty only behind the Bucks at plus two hundred. I don't think there's any chance he stays with Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, me either. You think about Bruce Arians gone now, Byron Leftwich gone, potentially having to learn a new offense. Whereas he knows the New England offense. He ran it for years with Josh. Plug and play. Um, the Jets, as you mentioned, get a little bit more scratch on this one plus nine hundred. I don't hate it. I don't hate Miami either at uh, plus 750 here's an interesting team the Patriots at plus 750 as well I don't I don't see that marriage happening but crazier things have happened what yeah you have them up right in front of me whatever is odds to end up as a Los Angeles Ram I know you probably uh, don't want to hear that but no I the Chargers are plus 20,000 I don't even think the Rams are plus 5,000 so I mean terrible. listen you're telling me Pretty boy Tom Brady in Los Angeles. McVay is going to be back. They don't really know what their quarterback situation is going to look like. I think Matt Stafford needs to just go off and ride into the sunset and retire. And if you have Tom Brady versus Baker Mayfield, I'm probably going to take Tom Brady for a couple of years. I just I don't necessarily think it's it's likely, but I think it's an interesting scenario. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson now because the odds just became available and they are all over the internet and on DraftKings. The next team for Lamar Jackson, the favorite, is the New York Jets at plus 250, which I do not buy. I do not buy the Ravens trading him in conference for a team that's ready to make, I think, a Super Bowl run with everything else on the roster. But I love the next two options. I think he ends up with one of these two teams, the Atlanta Falcons at plus 350, an homage, if you will, to Michael Vick and company. Bring back those all-black uniforms, right? Arthur Smith, they want to run the football. I think that's the perfect place. Atlanta won some, let's call them meaningless games at the end of the year. They have moved their pick down in the top 10. They do not have the ammunition, I believe, to go up and get a C.J. Stroud. Similar with Carolina, plus 750. I think Lamar Jackson ends up, Sean, in the NFC South in some way, shape, or form, either with the Falcons, the Panthers, or you can even get the Saints at plus 1,500. Yeah, I, I think I think everybody in Baltimore, clean break push him to the NFC. No way he gets traded within the conference. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I Lamar is not. 
He's not, I don't think he's going back. If I'm him, I don't understand why you would go back. I think you look at a situation like, like you said, like the, um, the Atlanta Falcons, they have young targets and Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Um, I like that. I do think, I do think the NFC South, it's, it, it, that seems to fit too well. Cause I could, I could see him thriving in a city like new Orleans. Um, they don't yeah. necessarily have like, I mean, they have a lot of it, So they, it, they have another young weapon for him. The weapons are certainly better than they are in in Baltimore. Um, and then who else in the NFC South? The Panthers. I don't remember really see that where happening, he, but they also need where a quarterback. He, so remember where he played his college football in the South, in the Louisville, heart of the yep. South, in Louisville. And you talk about Atlanta now trading away Calvin Ridley. Remember the Calvin Ridley trade? They cooped, I think, an extra second or a third. They've got the ammunition now. Um, would love to see that happen for Lamar. Uh, and I think it would spice up. The NFC. I will say, you know who he was really, really good friends with when they were together on the Ravens? One Saints running back, Mark Ingram. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, going back to the, the Saints thing, I do think there's another reason for him. And plus, I just think he would love that city. Like, I could just see him yeah. thriving in New <laughs> in a city like New Orleans. Um, that's interesting. I would love to see him in that in that black and gold, too. Think about the NFC South could have four new quarterbacks, Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina, and the Atlanta Falcons. It could yeah. be the, the the Lamar Bowl. And then finally, let's put a bow on this before we get to our, our official predictions here. DeAndre Hopkins now, plus 350 to go to the Green Bay Packers. Patriots at plus 450 have jumped up significantly. You have to connect the dots, Sean. Monty Ford, the new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, spent 14 years with the Patriots. Knows mm-hmm. the people in that building, has a relationship with Bill Belichick, also has a relationship with folks in Tennessee, by the way. The Titans are plus 3,000. I think that's, you throw a little scratch on that. I 100% do believe DeAndre Hopkins is going to be dealt. I think he's yeah. going to be dealt early in free agency. So there are a couple different teams. You can start to connect the dots and say, I can make some plus money on Hop right now on DraftKings. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on one of these teams that is trying to make a big swing, goes and gets themselves a new quarterback and yeah. uh, and a, a number one receiver in D-Hop. Um, I, I do think a team like Tennessee becomes interesting if they also yeah. go for a guy like Lamar. Um, but I, I, again, don't see that as too likely. But I, D-Hop, I think, makes the quarterback situation in the NFL very interesting because – uh, like I said, if a team's trying to make a big swing and kind of reverse their fortunes in one offseason, going to sign one of these free agents and going to trade for D-Hop is, is a way to do it. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough for Cardinal fans because they want to have a new GM that they're excited about, but then, like, why do you trade D-Hop? But, I mean, you just look at the logistics. He's 30, yeah. soon to be 31 years old. He's missed time each of the last two seasons. He's expensive. And your team, as you saw from the general manager today, is going to try to win a different way. The te- It has to be about the team. And they're not going to try to out-athlete everybody. We're going to talk more about that today, 4 p.m. PHNX Cardinals. But let's get to some of our picks for today. Sean, let's go with you. What do you like on DraftKings' future board? Yeah, so like I said, uh, Brady to the the Jets. It just, like I all the reasons I laid out earlier, it just makes sense to me. Um, D-Hop to the Giants. This one just makes sense to me because I, I Danny Dimes has, has just earned himself another contract. I think they're committing. To, they have to commit to him as a quarterback now. I don't think you can sell anything else to the the Giants fan base after what Dimes has done this year, how good he's looked with Dable, winning a playoff game. I, I just, but if you're going to do that, you have to get him help. Um, and I think a guy like DeAndre Hopkins is pretty big help for uh, a receiver. I like, like the Giants as well. Yeah, yeah. I, it just makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and then this is another one. 
Derek Carr and the New York, the Indianapolis Colts, it just, the personalities seem to fit too well. I, so this is something I've talked about with Shane before. And I do, I do think there's a good possibility that the Saints might just be over the signing a free agent quarterback thing and are going to try and get one in the draft. But I don't, Porcain all those dose. Like when you're in a situation like that where you're desperate for a quarterback, why not go yeah. and try and draft one later in the draft and then also go and sign a quarterback so you have some options? If Frank Reich was there, I think this would be minus odds. Like that matchup just makes too much sense to me. But I, I still, I think Jeff Saturday seems like to me, he seems like to me the kind of guy who's like, I can make car work, I can figure it out. Um, and so I, if he ends up staying with that job, is that official? Is he is Saturday staying? No, there no, none of the openings have been officially filled. Okay, yet. that's what I thought. Um, so, um, sure. if Saturday does keep that job, I, I think it, it might make a lot of sense. My only pushback is that Chris Ballard has done Philip Rivers, then he's gone Carson Wentz, then yeah. he's gone Matt Ryan. Two yeah. of those are trades. The two trades did not work out. If Chris Ballard was smart and he wants to extend his longevity, you trade or you draft a guy because then you yeah. automatically get some years built in on the back end. Whereas if they trade for Derek Carr, there's expectation you got to win next year. And who knows? Maybe they would. Uh, let's go to my picks now. Uh, I am with you with a couple different options here, but I do like Brady, as I mentioned, at plus 250. I think that that has to be the favorite until I'm told otherwise, until the Raiders opt to go off of him. Um, I don't think they want to draft a player. They're not in a position to get a high draft pick with, with uh, one of these quarterbacks. Again, that, that will Levis, CJ Stroud, Bryce young quarterback group is going to be picked clean. Mm -hmm. I, I think by five to seven picks. So unless you have the ammo and the Raiders do not, I think it's Brady all the way. They want to win next year. Uh, D hop. I also like D hop uh, to the giants at plus seven fifty. I also like him now to the Patriots at plus 450. Uh, the Giants make a lot of sense to me. You think about their team and how close they are, um, because I think they're going to lose to the Eagles this weekend. We're going to talk about that later in the week. But I think it makes sense in the grand scheme of things where, okay, they need a weapon. They're going to cut Kenny Galladay. They traded away Kadarius Toney. You know, if, they're, if they feel like this is a Super Bowl window, maybe you do it. I don't know what yeah. they're going to pay Danny Dimes. Um, and then Derek Carr's next team. I like the Tennessee Titans. I think Mike Vrabel probably looks at Derek Carr and thinks to himself, this is somebody who's been disrespected. Uh, I feel like, you know, we can move off of Ryan Tannehill. His, his, his cap number's a little bit of a hiccup, but I think they can move into a team, maybe like the Jets that are looking for some different options next mm -hmm. to Zach Wilson. And I, I just think Derek fits, fits Nashville. Doesn't he feel like Nashville, right? Feels yeah. Like, yeah. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Derek Carr fits East Coast, West Coast, big big time markets. I think Heart of America. I know he grew up in Southern California. He went to Fresno State, small schools. So a mm -hmm. lot of different options. As you see, Sean and I agree on some stuff, and we've got differing opinions on other things. But the great news is, plus money for all of these right now on DraftKings. You do not have to lay too much coin to get a nice payout, especially if you start connecting the dots. Uh, Brian Flores, I believe right now, if you had to ask me, will be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. You can get him right now at plus 350. I tweeted it out yesterday, Sean, plus 900. He was plus 900 right when the news broke that Monty Asenfort was the new GM. It jumped in a matter of minutes. I'm not going to say it was because of my tweet, but 900 <laughs> to plus 300. I like Ben Johnson, Sean, plus 200 to be the next coach of the Carolina Panthers. And then lastly, cherry on top, for our folks at DMVR, I don't think they're going to get Sean Payton. They didn't get Jim Harbaugh. I think Dan Quinn is the guy they wanted last year before he went to Dallas. I think he's the guy to fix that team at plus 150. Put on a defensive clinic last night against Tom Brady and company. So those are my coaching odds that I like. 
That's, yeah, I don't hate them. I do somewhat disagree. I, I, I don't. I don't like Brian Flores. I, I could, I'm not going to get into you all of this. Saul texted me this morning and said, I, "I'm. I don't want that." Who did? Saul did. Saul doesn't. Oh like yeah. Brian well, Flores. this is and my I don't thing. Think Bo does either. No, this is my thing with him. Is is you look at what happened with him and Tua, who is I was talking about this with uh, Damon yesterday. You. Tua is one of like the nicest, most agreeable people on the planet, and they couldn't get along. I don't want to speak to how uh, nice and agreeable Kyler Murray is, but he does not have the same reputation, at the very least, that Tua has. No, he's I, not. He's not a. I don't think he's as well liked as Tua. He's he's a yeah. better quarterback. But oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then you get to all of the, everything that that Brian Flores has has gone through. I don't want to get into like the validity validity or, or lack thereof of it. But the reality is, is, you have two options with him: either he lied, or he is trying to sue the NFL, the league. Neither of those seem like a situation that a franchise who has, for the reality, is kind of been a laughing stock want should get into or want to get into. They're in that lawsuit, not by him, but from a different coach. Yep. I'm just, um, I'm just saying. Mikey in the chat, Flores would be a terrible hire. I think it's 50-50 with the fan base. Uh, if you watch that press conference today and the new GM's talking about no ego, and I tweeted this out, it's it's very much the Patriot way, whether you want to barf or not when you hear that, and no one's bigger than the team. Uh, Brian Flores, no one else can tout, other than a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh, or Dan Quinn, I guess he he had a nice run in Atlanta, like a winning head coach. Like he, he his last two years in Miami with ownership that wanted to tank Sean and yeah. with no quarterback play, won ten games and nine games. And then that year they were supposed to be tanking. He he won five of of nine in the final or five uh, went five and four in the final nine games. Like he could win NFL games. And I think for the Cardinals, you see that, and then you see cleaning up a mess. And you're just like, what, what, how am I going to beat that? What else? And because if Sean Payton doesn't want to come here, what are you going to take a, a chance on a first-time head coach again? No. If you want to throw up my picks, I got some bad news for you, Johnny. Vance don't. Joseph. Don't. <laughs> Listen, I don't think Brian Flores is the option. I don't think – it's kind of what you, I heard you talking about the other day on the Cardinal show. I think it's going to be a situation where they don't have a lot of options, and they're like, well – Let's go with the guy that still has some semblance of respect in the locker room and has kind of been here. I think it's. I think it would be a terrible, terrible decision. I do think you need a completely clean house, but I do not think Sean Payton is coming here. I do not think Brian Flores is the right option. Vance Joseph is the next man in line there. Um, so, uh, like I said, unfortunately, I think Vance Joseph is going to end up being the next Cardinals coach. Um, and then I do think, to make matters worse, Sean Payton will be the Denver Broncos head coach. I, I just have a bad feeling that the, the – the Chargers aren't firing Staley, even though they probably should. If they if they fired Staley, I think that easily Peyton to the Chargers makes a lot of sense. Now, I don't like I said, I don't think he's coming here. I, it just him being a, a Bron- the Broncos coach, it just makes so much sense. If you're coming out of retirement, you would want to go to a situation where you have the best chance of winning. And if you could figure out the the Russell Wilson situation. That's a winning team. Um, Herbert no. and Mahomes twice a year. That's what he wants to sign up for. I I think he's going back to Fox. I The more I've thought about this, Cowboys, Rams, Chargers, three openings that everybody said he wanted, none are available, which yeah. is crazy. It was like, if you're the Cardinals and Michael Bidwell, you've like avoided a minefield here. And then, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to have his interview with the Cardinals. He's supposed to. Um, 
Here's another thing. I, I brought this up to Bo yesterday, and we're going to talk about it. And I don't want to too, dive too much into this, Sean, but I'm going to bring it up to you. Um, Michael Bidwell, a, a week ago yesterday, talked about the importance of diversity and inclusion with the Arizona Cardinals and casting a wide net and the, this accelerator program for minority candidates. Are you going to hire a, a white GM and a white head coach? I don't. That's not the best look, especially when you have a lawsuit against you with Steve Wilkes. And yeah, so I... I I, I think the next head coach of this franchise is a person of color. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I did say Vance Joseph. And I, if you, if, listen, I, look, the reality is, is I don't trust these owners to like do this for, for the right sure, reasons, sure. like just to hire right. a black coach because he's the best candidate. Um, but if Sean Payton is not on the board, Vance Joseph is sitting right there. And Brian it, it Flores makes a lot is a better of, head coach than Vance Joseph right now, though. Brian Flores, you said? I mean, I would again, I'd probably agree with you, but for all the other reasons, I it's something I would think that the Cardinals should stay away from. Um, the answer was right there, but I, I, I yeah, I wasn't going to bring this up. I don't have any faith that this team is going to hire a black head coach at all. Um, and so that that kind of worries me a little bit, but I, I we'll see. Uh, maybe I, just think I hope weird, I'm wrong. It's a weird thing to bring bring up unprompted last week. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. that, doesn't it strike you? Because I think a lot of people said, okay, they're going to elevate Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson to minority candidates that are in-house. Well, they didn't. And then they they interviewed everybody but the guy they hired, Monty. And I I, I enjoyed his press conference, was a person of color. Yeah. And then they, they picked the white guy. So then I just think it's a terrible look if you're Michael Bidwell. Even if it's Sean Payton, and I'll celebrate Sean Payton, I, I he kind Today, we'll get into this on PHNX Cardinals later, and I don't want to factor this into the betting because it's gross, but I just that just feels strange to me to bring no. up unprompted and then to turn around and hire two white guys. Yeah, if I'm right there with you, which is why, I, I like like I said, I think Vance Joseph is the only one that has an option. Outside of that, I don't have faith that this franchise is hiring a, a black head coach at all. So They were the first franchise back with Denny Green and Rod Graves to have two people of color operate the GM and head coaching vacancies at the same time. That was under his, his late father, Bill. Um, I'm, I'm pulling for, for Brian Flores right now. I, I, I'm in the minority with that. I feel like people said, well, he couldn't get along with Kyler, and I tweeted this out. That's a Kyler Murray problem uh, because I feel like maybe Brian hopefully will look in the mirror and say, I can communicate better. I can communicate better with my quarterback. And if he takes this job, Knowing with Monty and Michael Bidwell, like you gotta, you gotta integrate Kyler. You gotta have a relationship with Kyler. But this team was so sloppy; they were not buttoned up as a franchise. They're trying to stay out of TMZ. Yes, they're trying yeah. to win games, but like they, they would, they would love to be an ugly nine and eight, eight and nine team next year, and not have one headline off the field. They would sign up for that tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I would too. At this point, with where this team yeah. was this year, I would too. Brian Flores won a lot of games with some backup quarterbacks, but again, I don't want to, I don't want to rile people up. I'll save that for PHNX Cardinals later today, live at 4 p.m. with myself and Bo Brock. Takeaways from Monty Austin for its press conference and more. You got a little Sun Devil, Sun Devil action going on today, Sean? Uh, no, I think we're off today, but there is a PHNX Coyotes postgame show tonight after the Yotes game. Which puck drop at 7, correct? Yeah, so watch that. Maybe go make some money on it. What do we play tonight? Detroit, um, if, the, if the, Detroit's not the best team they'll play, so. Coyotes could win tonight. Coyotes Just saying, could win tonight. they've lost nine straight. This could be the one they finally get back. Check out track. the money line. The Coyotes are currently plus 110 underdogs 
on the money line. You know what's money line? Hammer it. Um, but yeah, then tune in to the PHNX Caddies post game show right here on the PHNX YouTube after the final horn. Spend your days with PHNX Cardinals. Spend your evenings with PHNX Coyotes mm-hmm. and more. We got PHNX programming around the clock. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. Shano is back tomorrow for Sean DePaz, Johnny Venerable. See you later.